mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 7 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I'm Nix. And I'm Grace. And today we are going to go over episode 7, season 1, The Knox. Did you have a subtitle for this one? I did. And uh, luckily we go up in a timely fashion, but it's the one where Grace picked her Halloween costume from. <laughs> <laughs> because The Knox sounds like a fun thing to be. <laughs> see, and I just, uh, see, my subtitle was, was not quite as humorous. My subtitle was just... The very cliche, The Knox, an episode of War and Peace. Oh, I like it. I like that too. Today, lessons will be learned. <laughs> yes, there are very much lessons in this one. Uh, this is a definite, like, it's like a parable episode. There's a message here. It's the, uh, you know, what was that movie, Don't Be a Menace? Uh, it's the one where they come out and they go, message at you. Oh, it's I one did of those not episodes. see that no, one. I didn't figure you did, but it's something I always yeah, think this of. Yeah, this is definitely a parable episode. Um, so this one actually aired in September 12th, 1997. Um, it was written by Hart Hansen, who is not necessarily known for his writing on Stargate. Yeah, this is only the first episode that he's done anything with, right? He doesn't do a lot? Doesn't do a lot. He's he's much more well-known for creating a small series called Bones. What? Which only lasted, you know, a couple episodes. I've never heard of it before. <laughs> it's not a thing. Um, I actually haven't watched Bones, but it's one I've, of those on my binge list. I've watched a number. I think I fell off the past couple seasons, um, but I know a couple of people that watch a lot of it. I've Got seen it. a number of episodes. I've seen a number of, like, out-of-order episodes. It's one of those ones where I binge, like, two seasons at a time. Nice. Well, I will watch anything with a De Chanel sister. So yeah. I'm checking in soon. And see, to me, it's David Burney House. <laughs> of course. So, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it's directed by Charles Cornell, and he just directs one more episode. He did not go on to create a major network oh, drama. <laughs> we do not have two of those. Nope. Just, just one. <laughs> one is enough. Um, so this is actually where we sort of a production order for the first season start to go out of order. This was actually made four episodes later. So like, oh, it, it, it was it has a later production number and there's episodes that jumped above it in the airing schedule. But this is the order that it should have aired in. This is the episode it aired in. Now, oh, I, don't, got it. I don't know if like. Things got changed because it's kind of an effect. They pull episode. a firefly on us with this one. It's <laughs> kind of a firefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like this. Uh, well, luckily it stands alone. If it's out yeah. of order, it's, it's definitely not a standalone confusing. episode. Yeah. Um, so the planet. Uh, there's actually two planets mentioned in this episode. The first planet mentioned is P3C. I think one one seven. Which, I checked, this is mentioned one in the beginning of the episode, that they're yeah. sending, when they're talking to the, sec- the uh, um, Secretary of Defense, I believe, they yes. say, hey, we're sending the you know, thing here to check it out. They never mention the episode again, they never go to it, we know nothing about it. Nope, we're not going to this planet we just talked about, don't yep. remember this. Yep, yep. Another um, one of those throwaway lines. <laughs> and so the main episode of, uh, the main episode, the main planet of this episode is uh, P3X774. 
And I don't think it's mentioned in the episode, but in some of my research, apparently we learned that the planet they called Gaia, which Gaia. obviously is the uh, main protagonist um, in uh, Captain Planet and the yeah, Planeteers. Yeah, that's exactly where my brain was. Yep. Like, Captain Planet, Captain yeah, Planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not that she's like one of the <laughs> most ancient goddesses of the Earth or anything. No, no she's not important. She's, she's from Captain Planet and the Captain Planeteers. Planet. <laughs> um, and this is the planet of the Nox. We come to find out that they, they call themselves the Nox. They're one of the oldest and most advanced races in the universe, basically. But we don't know that to begin with. We don't know that. We catch on, you know, through the episode. It's a slow yeah, burn. They knock you on the head a couple times yeah. until they're basically just, like, you know, pound you over the head at the they're end. Highly, highly evolved. Um, I, I wrote down the note. Hippies? Fraggles? Yes. Lots yeah, yeah. of questions. <laughs> they, are, they are basically the most idealized peacenik flower child yeah. hippies known on Earth. And as far as what they look like, um, one of the things that it kept bugging me all week because we you know, we watched yeah. this a week ahead of time and then we rewatched a little bit before. Um, I was like, what do they look like? So they look like to me, if you took Fraggles and made them human, they would look like the Nox. Oh, see, That's to me, where my brain They went. look like Radagast the Brown from, from Tolkien. Oh, this is not a place my brain would have gone to. Have you seen the new <laughs> Hobbit films? No, I have Okay. Not. So... Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell the Tolkien fan that you haven't seen the Hobbit films. No, sorry. Um, no, this is very much Radagast the Brown is, you know, he has a bird's nest in his hair and he communicates with the animals and it has, he has a, a lot of the same, especially the hair, it's a lot of the same look. Yeah, that hair, man. That is the oh. part that looks like fun to me. Oh, that hair. Well, my, my favorite part is the hair. It's basically just Pope re-sticking out of their hair. Yeah, let's because just, you saw, was it like eucalyptus? It's like the colored eucalyptus that you just, put in like potpourri things? Yeah, they took all the leftover Aquanet from the 80s, because <laughs> it is now the 90s. They're like, look, yeah. we found this at the dollar store. Yep. Let's just put this all in their hair and then a bunch of other random crap. Yep. But it looks like fun. Oh, it looks fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a statement look, and it, it really connects well. I can imagine the like, they collect things. Like, this is a really cool twig, and they just put it in their hair to collect yeah, it. Yeah, this is cool. Let's keep this here. Yeah. Um, and... Just a random side note that I thought was cool is that, um, and that the Nox is the Roman spelling of Nyx and YX, which is A, a planet of Pluto, or a planet of Pluto. It's been a long a weekend, guys. There's been a lot of planets in our weekend. And uh, a lot it's of a moons. moon of Pluto, and it's the Roman spelling of the primordial goddess of the night, which... Fun fact, and I X, as in my name Nix, is also wonder, an alternative spelling of I the I wonder Rome why you know that. It doesn't relate to anything at all. The night. Other than that was name. not why I started going by Nix. I'm going to start calling you the goddess of the night. A happy coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is a race of Yodas. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that better than my hippies slash fraggles. I'm there. there the only difference is that Yoda is one where he's a pacifist, but when pushed to something, he will defend himself, whereas yeah. these guys will just they would they were like the ultimate pacifists that's true but they've got that invisibility thing they have defenses but it's non it's non-aggressive non-aggressive defenses or non it's i don't understand that i've spent all evening playing mortal kombat (laughs) kick butt draw blood Um, but only in the other in the outer realms. <laughs> <laughs> the other, you know, there's a random cool place. If you guys have seen the movie Fanboys, which if you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't seen the movie Fanboys, please, as soon as this episode is done, go see the movie Fanboys. It's amazing. It is a great movie. It, I watched it mostly because I was a fan of Christian Bell. 
Oh. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the whole thing oh, is Star great. Wars. That's mainly That's why true. I watched yeah. it. But there's a cool, there's, it's a throwaway thing in the background. They have an episode of Stargate on the background, and it happens to be this episode of The Knox, which, again, it's one of those things where if you see it, you immediately know the episode because the Knox are kind of distinctive. Dang it. Um, so we also learn sort of early on in this first scene that this is, they've been to 19 worlds. Oh, 19 is a good number. Yeah. It's one of my favorite numbers. So they've been to 19 planets so far, the Stargate program. So not just, I don't think that's necessarily strictly SG-1. Okay. I think that's All overall. of the different SGs. Um, so we start off with the episode, we, we're showing the Stargate off to the Secretary of Defense. Right, right. Who does not seem very happy with our progress. He's, he's not happy dick. with anything. He's, he's kind a of, dick. yes, thank he's you. A, he's a dick. Yeah. Uh, his name is Swift. Uh, I don't really care what his name is. His name is Dick to me. Uh, <laughs> his name is Big Jack. I don't Jack like face. him. No, he's he comes in to threaten the Stargate program, essentially. Yeah, right? he, That's he why comes he's here. in and everyone's, everyone is in their nice, fancy, sharp blues. Yeah, one of the first things I noted is, um, uh, is the colonel's wearing his uh, dress blues. Would that be appropriate to call it here? What do you call it? I actually don't know if they're dress blues or if they're just the blues. I don't know the terminology of the I don't either, but he military looks uniform. It's a man in uniform. They're nice. Uh, we He's also not wearing in... the ball cap, and I'm for it. I don't think... <laughs> does Daniel not own a suit? Da- Daniel. Don't get me started on Daniel. Like, no, like, those those uniforms are basically the suits. Like, if you would get dressed up in a right, suit to do right. whatever you do, you, that's the uniform you wear. Yeah. And Daniel's just, like, chilling in his jumper. What's up? This is my jumper because like, I'm a child. I can understand that Teal doesn't own a suit. Maybe although... he left it, you know, when they took him in, in Children of the Gods. <laughs> all his wardrobe stayed out in whatever planet like, that was. Here's the thing. Like, if, if something's getting dressed up, the Secretary of Defense is coming... Yeah, give Tilk something nice to wear. And That's you go, true. Daniel, you have a home, I'm assuming, off yeah. base. Go get a suit. Yeah. This is a suit-acquired meeting. This is a place where you wear a suit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or at least business cash. <laughs> anything, like, anything. Polo and slacks, come on, dress up a little. Um, so the administration, we learned, is not satisfied with the Stargate program and no. how much technology they're bringing back. Uh, and, you know, Jack made a good point that people don't just want to share their advanced technology. Right, absolutely. Even on Earth, we don't just share advanced technology no. willy-nilly. No. So, you know, other planets, the same thing. And then, because I thought Swift was a dick as it was, he goes and disses the Apollo program. Yeah. Which, if you know me, you do not diss anything associated with NASA. Well, I think that's the whole point of this dude is just to come in and be like, look, I'm a threat to you and all yeah. of the things you do. What are you going to give me to make me walk away happily? Exactly. This is where Tilk steps in. And he's like, yeah, we had an Apollo program. See how well that went? We just got a bunch of moon rocks. <laughs> you see people on Get the moon Get yeah. Like, um, and Teal steps up and basically goes, "What's on your shopping list? What do you want? Yeah, I'll help you get this. Stuff. I know where all the things are." Um, so they go, and they go off and they get themselves see if they can get themselves a cloak of invisibility. It's basically <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Would you like to be invisible? Would you like yes, to please. be? Would you like to be Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt it. I'm not doing it. That was not even attempt. That was just random. Um, and Swift's like, do you have any idea what's out there? And Jack just turns and goes, no, sir. That would be why we're going. <laughs> because he can't not smartass at him. As much as no, he's trying to that, hold it together. That's a nice official smartass. Yeah. But it's... With all due respect, I'm going to smartass at you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So we cut to, we've jumped off planet now because, you know, Teal'c has go, this is the planet the invisible shit's on. Yeah. Uh, and 
I want to know how soon did... How long of a jump was it between the rest of SG-1 and Jack? Did he stay behind to converse? Because it's, he's on the thing and no one else is there. I think he was like, and another thing, you're <laughs> a butt face before and he I'm goes. leaving. That's <laughs> <laughs> I think what happened. <laughs> Were they just like, they're like, we're going to, shh, we're going to play a prank on Jack. <laughs> yeah. We're going to a planet where there's invisible uh, things. Let's pretend like we uh, invisible uh, ourselves. We're already there, yeah. <laughs> um, so they spot the animal that they're gonna shoot. Okay. And they have all these trink darts with them. So That's they right. Bring, they have their sidearms and they don't have their full They didn't weapons. bring, yeah, um, what is it? Is it Sam who who made sure we knew that they didn't bring a lot of stuff with yeah, them? Yes. So and one of them pointed out, they're like, we all have trink darts. Look and at I, all our trinks. These things better be big because we have trinks that can take down an elephant or a boar or yeah. something large, they mention. Um, and essentially find out these guys are giant hummingbirds with teeth. <laughs> yeah, that's not weird at all. <laughs> that turn invisible. Yeah. Um, I envisioned the smoke monster, but fine, this works. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is the island. Yeah, oh, yeah we are is, on the island. This is the that, island. When we first got there, I was like, oh, look, we're on the island. And then I was like, oh, look, smoke monster. Oh, and then they die. And then we're on the island. Um, we're at, yep, this is the thing that's happening. Um, And then they turn around as the Stargate has disappeared. And Well, credits. because we're on the island. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they we're on the lost island, and this is going to end terribly. <laughs> here's, here's a key to a good mission through the Stargate. Don't lose the Stargate. Right. That's probably, like, mission number one. Yeah. Don't lose Stargate. Don't lose Stargate. Yeah. Don't you do that. I wish we could, like, shrink it and pack it up and put it in our pockets, because this always seems to be an issue somehow. Like, yeah. Where's our way home? Our ticket home <laughs> is missing, gone, napping, something happens. <laughs> so, there's something you pointed out while we were watching this. Yeah. And it's funny that you didn't know this episode, but you just turned and Mila's going, is Tilk wearing gold dust? Is he trying yeah. out for RuPaul's drag show? I did. I know... I don't know if he's been wearing gold dust the entire season, and I'm just, we've already established that I'm not that observant about the visuals. I'm all about the characters and like the feelings and what these people feel and why are their motives. But I only did, only this episode did I notice that he's covered in gold dust. Yeah, this gets phased out. He's either a Bond girl or <laughs> trying out for RuPaul's Drag Race, or both. Well, the, or both. I mean, the same thing kind of happened on Star Trek Next Gen because oh, early it. on, Data, Data had like an early, like, Sh- different shimmer to them that was okay. just a little yeah it was a little something <laughs> they were they went to Victoria's and Secret kinda, and bought some body glitter they just kind of toned it down a bit <laughs> I dig it it's you know like, it's it's their way I guess of, of showing this is not a human I think Christopher Judge after a while going yeah can we cut down on the body glitter please it's like I'm, it's just a little eccentric too. maybe it just smells nice maybe it's like a, one of those lotions that you pick up that makes you shimmer and, I, and he's the, like look how nice neither it smells. trying out for RuPaul's Drag Show nor is he a stripper so he, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know what he does he with that weapon us, he after reading, hours. He was, re- he was reading us "Go the Fuck to Sleep" the other yes, day, a children's go. book, and now now he might be doing some other stuff on the side. It is time. It's time to set up to yeah. for some side missions on Earth. Yeah, exactly. We don't know what those missions are. Um, so their gear has also disappeared because it was by the gate. Right. Uh, and they split up and try to see if it's just moved, I guess. Yeah, it just, if it's just, just magically went, walked yeah, away yeah. over there. The smoke monster took it. And Jack and Daniel see a little disturbance in the force uh, of the <laughs> flying hummingbird yeah. with teeth. And they go to shoot it, but suddenly a staff weapon is... Sh- 
shot at it. Right. Which, it wasn't Tilk. Yeah, because that's when Jack's like, what are you doing, Tilk? Cut it out! And Tilk's like, dude, it wasn't even me. It wasn't me. Uh, It was Apophis and his merry band of Jaffa. (laughs) I like that. Because they walk out on the trail, and all of a sudden, Daniel remembers why he joined SG-1 in the first place. Right. Oh, that's right. I have a wife on another planet. Oh, yeah! My wife was taking (laughs) capture. Uh, and so he's like, we have to get Apophis because he knows we're Sharae. I remember that there's the one girl that I'm supposed to be in love with, even exactly. though I'm constantly finding girlfriends on other planets. <laughs> uh, but they only have the Trank weapons besides their sidearms. Um, and so they're like, well, how are we going to take him down with just Tranks? And, you know, Jack asks Teal'c, and Teal'c has no issues taking down his former god. He's, he's like, like, this is a thing. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Uh, that, may, that was a phase I was going through. I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> I was an emo kid, and I'm done with that. Oh, I'm an Teal'c adult is now. an emo yeah. kid. <laughs> this yes. was his version of an emo kid, I imagine. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. We all did stuff in high school that we don't want to talk about. <laughs> Let's leave it there. So they lure <laughs> Apophis and his, his merry band down a passage that is perfect for an ambush. It just happens to be sitting there. Yeah. Um, and I thought they brought only twink- Trinks, but Sam has, it's like an automatic weapon. I guess, yeah, that's true. It was like definitely not just rapid tranks. firing tranks. Maybe, yeah, it's a rapid fire train. Are they tranks <laughs> in the form of a bullet? Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> Trank bullets. Trank bullets. Coming soon. <laughs> um, and so everyone's shooting. We learn that the Jaffa are essentially stormtroopers and they can't hit no, yeah, the broad that is side of anything. They're like, whoa, look at that. Look how they're hitting nothing. Uh, we, Apophis has a personal shield, so we can't get at him. Um, and But someone throws him a staff weapon and we're like, he is not a stormtrooper no, because he, he quite quickly fires at Jack, yeah. hits him, Everyone kills dead. him, and then hits Sam, kills Sam, yeah. then hits Daniel. Because if you want a job Daniel, done right, you can't let the hyenas yourself. do it. Scar's got to do it himself. Exactly. <laughs> Lion King reference. We should rack them up. Yeah, well, yeah. All I, I the changed, references. Every... I changed my Disney reference from DuckTales to Lion King. Keep up. Um, and so Teal then takes down a bunch of other Jaffa on his own because he's, you know, motherfucking he, he re- Teal. He remembered that he's Teal. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a job to do. And he get. does this standoff with Apophis and he looks around at the rest of the fallen and dead SG-1 and Teal basically gives Apophis the finger and, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Apophis calls Teal'c a Shoba, which is basically a traitor. Oh. And... It's just Te- like Teal'c's own boss fight level here. Exactly. You have to hit him three times. Take yeah. him down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Teal'c basically tells him, and I forget what it is in, in the language, but he goes, I die free. Oh, yeah. I remember this, but um, I didn't know that's what he was saying. And then suddenly Tilk disappears. Yeah, well. As well as the rest of Dead SG-1. Everyone is gone, and we're all dead. The end. Just kidding. <laughs> By the way, you're on the island. Everyone's yeah. dead. <laughs> We've been dead the whole time. Which, this is where we get to start. Now, there are no, uh, there's no For Crying Out Loud count this week. Oh, okay. But we get to start a new count. Okay. This is science fiction. Um... When people die, they are dead. Except they're not. So we get to start a death count. Oh. Oh, this will be fun. Yeah. Okay. So Daniel, or Daniel, Sam, and Jack are up to oh. one death each. Sweet. <laughs> they're like cats. Got it. They've gotten eight more. <laughs> uh, Teal'c does not. He just gets injured. Well, because he's a badass. Yeah. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't get a death count yet. 
Or will he ever? Dun, dun, dun. Spoilers. (laughs) Um, So Daniel wakes up and realizes that he's not dead. Yeah. Because usually the waking up part tells you that you're not dead. He goes to see (laughs) see if uh, Sam is breathing and just kind of pokes her in a slightly awkward way. way Yeah. They really are. I'm starting to see this whole, like, brother-sister thing. Oh, they're so brother and sister. And, and the, yeah, and he's like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm surprised he didn't, like, poke her with his foot. That's what my brother <laughs> like, would have done to me. Are you, hey, Sam, are you dead? Yeah, hey. Sam. Hey. Are you dead? <laughs> or or maybe just, like, pinch her nostrils closed. <laughs> maybe that's That's just a way me. to tell if he's breathing. <laughs> uh, so they both go and wake Jack up, and they notice that their weapons are gone. But right. Radagast the Brown comes on into the hut, <laughs> <laughs> along with the female Radagast the Brown. Uh, we find out, I forget who Radagast, I'm just going to call him Radagast. I forget what his actual name is. It's <laughs> okay. like Ofer or something like this. But this is uh, Lyra or Lyra? Lyra, I think it is. Okay. Lyra? L-Y-A. L-Y-A. Leah. There's no other. Leah. I'm putting an R in there in my brain. It's a silent written R. We're going to do that. (laughs) She's also old Italian money. Lyra. (laughs) The end. Yeah. Um, And they they sort of gesture and bring them outside. Yeah. And we are... Follow the hippies. We are either in the most idyllic fantasy film village. Not quite Hobbit. It's not Hobbiton. It feels a little like I'm on a drug trip. Like I was like, am I Alice? Is this Wonderland? I actually wrote a trippy 70s children's show. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... That's, yeah, it's HR Puffin stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is, yeah. Uh, I felt a little like I was Alice and this was Wonderland. Or if, if I were in Wonderland, this is what I want it to look like. Okay. Um, and There's no get, Cheshire cats because they scare me. They get offered some local fruit, which again, just go ahead and eat that fruit that you have no clue is poisonous to you, you or not. It's the drink me <laughs> and drink then eat me. 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 <laughs> um, and Daniel kind of guesses that they're a family. <laughs> because there are different ages all gathered together. Because he's an anthropologist. By the way, yeah. did you forget that, guys? Oh, that's right. Did you forget he's an anthropologist? <laughs> I was too busy thinking he was just a damsel in distress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Teal comes out of the bushes. So we have this you one back together. And the little kid starts communication with Sam. His name is Nefreitu. 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 There's yep. no There's no T. There's no T. It's okay. Extra letters are fine. I just add things in my head. <laughs> His name is Nefreitu, and she's it like took, Carter. Yeah. It took a second for, for me to realize, and I don't think I was the only one watching that took a second to realize if that was a girl or a boy. Yeah. We're like, oh, it's a little boy. Oh, over here. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Jack did remind Sam that, you know, you cannot keep... You cannot keep the puppy. Yeah, this is not yours. You, you don't have get to, to take it home. You have to leave the puppy on the planet. I know it's cute, <laughs> but you have to feed it and walk it. You don't have the time for that. You're not ready for this kind of responsibility. I don't know if it was here later on in the episode, but there's like a green flame at some point. Yeah. We were trying to figure out what makes green flame, and we were trying to guess if it was copper, and in our really extensive research... Uh, <laughs> called Google. Called Google. Uh, it said it was borax, like boric acid, yeah. that turns stuff... That turns flame green like the stuff that you you know like the 20 mule team borax that you can wash clothes <laughs> which with. now makes me cool. curious as to what color copper turns fire i have no idea let's try it does it we'll turn come, it, but we'll tell you guys next does week. it turn it orange because that'd be really let's cool burn some pennies it'd be really cool if you can turn fire orange <laughs> that would be cool because it's not already orange at all <laughs> shh, no shh. <laughs> um and then we cut to a scene and see apophis is mad that's the <laughs> yeah. end of that scene he's mad so back at the 70s children's show 
Uh, Armin Shimmerman is talking. I'm just going to call him Quirk for the rest of the now, episode. Now, here's the thing. is You you were very excited about Armin Shimmerman, and I was excited. I was like, all right, we'll know this guy. Am I the only person who has never seen this actor before? You totally have to have seen him. So I looked him up on IMDb, and I said, I must have seen him somewhere. I've never seen anything this really? man does. Yeah. He's so this like, is my first turn with uh, Armin like Shimmerman. Everything on, he's been seemingly on every show He's got one of those ever. faces that I'm like, I should know this guy. He's but, a very distinctive look to him. Yeah. Yeah. He plays a lot of... He, he's a character actor, and he's an amazing character Dig actor. It. I like a good character actor, but this was my first introduction to Armin Shimmerman. Yeah, I'm just going to call him Quirk Got for it. the rest. I don't remember what his name of the show is, because okay. he would say his name, and I heard Quirk. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. He's done so many wonderful roles, but he's Quirk. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Armin. Um... So Mr. We, Shimmerman. I don't know him as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he starts talking English because it took them some time, so much time, to learn English <laughs> just by observing them. He's like, I learned your language by looking at you. In <laughs> ten minutes. Uh, and he took, the reason their weapons are gone is because they took their weapons. And they won't say where, but they're no longer here because their weapons and weapons are bad. Right. He made them invisible. Yep. And from what the Nox saw, which is a valid point, from what the Nox saw, they attacked Apophis. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is, uh, this is the first time we get a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, is this the same place where we get into the conversation about bad guys? Yeah, and because so- Teal'c and, or Daniel and Jack are very unsuccessful in going, well, he's bad. Well, yeah, uh, Daniel and his extensive vocabulary <laughs> goes, you know, they're like, they're bad. bad. They're bad. They're Let very bad. Let me just bad. say the same word that we just said. Um, but absolutely, it's it's the first time we get another perspective. It's like, wait a minute, you're just like, come in, guns blazing to planets yep. and, and take over shit. Yep. Uh, how are you any different than these other guys? And it's like, whoa, oh. self-reflection. Yeah. Not ready for this. But we're the good guys. We're doing this for a good place, which is, you know, what everyone says. Um and the Nox are going to take them to the Stargate, and they will leave, and they will take their ways with them, because the point of this episode is there are your ways, and there are ways, and your ways are not our ways, right? And our ways are our ways, and we this is how we do things, and we're better than you in yep. the end. <laughs> I don't know about the better than but you yeah, part, but yeah. you know. Um, and SG worried. SG one is worried that uh, they want to save the Nox. They're worried that Apophis is going to take come and destroy right. the Nox. Um, they're going to, especially that, uh, um, they're going to be at risk. The Gould are going to come and they're going to enslave them all. Right. And the Nox are like, no, they won't. This we'll again be fine. becomes a thing of perspective. You know, as far as SG team is concerned, here is this primitive society. You know, they live in this this very modest way in the mm-hmm. forest amongst whatever these creatures are in, in Wonderland Place. <laughs> um, they must not be very civilized. They must not be very advanced. Again, yeah. it's all about perspective. All about perspective. Because really, the, these guys are more evolved than than we, than we oh, are, and, for sure. And it's one of those situations of you can have the technology, you don't have to use the technology. Yeah, again, they're just so much more evolved than we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have the phone. You don't have to have your face in the phone all the time. All the time. No, it's time to stop. Put the <laughs> Facebook down. Stop Instagramming. So basically, things. they're not going to share. They're they're not going to share the technology with us. They're not going to share our ways, their healing, or anything. And we also learned. Oh, by the way, they have a Jaffa injured in the hut as oh, well. Oh yeah, because again, to them, we're both equal. Yeah, it's it's you know, and he's the same as Teal'c. They're That's brothers. That's true. Which we actually learned that they kind of were 
brothers in a way early on, you know, Teal'c was kind of um, Shackle's mentor. So, uh, so we kind of, we repeat the Teal'c as a Jaffa story of, well, Teal'c is a Jaffa and he fights, you know, if he's good, then this other Jaffa must be good. Right, how are these guys different? Or this other Jaffa is bad, so Teal'c must be bad. Yeah. Um, and we also learn the flying creature is called the Fenery. Oh, the Fenery. I did not catch that. How did I not catch that? I mean, hummingbird with teeth works, too. I like it better. Okay. Teeth uh, bird. So uh, they no, basically, the, the knocks say that if Shackle survives, he uh, he can do what he will. It's it's He gets to do what he wants when he wakes up. That's you know, true, They can't just take him. Yeah. And Jack is like, well, if he survives, he's going to bring Apophis to you. And yeah, and then all the death. And all the death. And the knocks won't defend themselves because they're the ultimate pacifists. Um, and they don't want SG-1 to defend them because that's just going to mean death or injury or they don't even, they don't want the Jaffa to die. They don't want someone who's attacking them to die. Right. Because, you know, they look upon that as, you know, the worst thing that could happen. Right. So we're just kind of at, at, at odds here. They, they're not going to see things our way and we don't see them their mm-hmm. way because yep. we're just coming from two different And that's places. exactly why you're just going to go back to the gate and you're going to leave. Yeah. This We're not going to solve this issue. Yep. Go away. Yep. <laughs> um, and basically Tilk points out that Jack challenged Apollo Apophis, uh, Teal betrayed him, and so Apophis will never let them leave the planet. He will, as soon as he sees the Stargate, he will, you know, plant his flag there, and he will take down anyone who tries right. to get to it. that's true. Um, and then we cut to the fact that Teal- Apophis wants to Teal killed. Whoa. Cut to Apophis wants to kill Teal. Yes. Yep, that's a really informative scene. <laughs> I think Not we're cutting, something we knew before. I think we keep cutting back to Apophis for these, like, three second scenes to remind you that Apophis is still here so It's more forget. just a reaction scene where he nods his head and agrees with everything yeah. we've yeah, already yeah, yeah. gone over. It's yep. like, yep, this is still where I'm at. <laughs> so, Shackle, 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 Anyway. Sure. Yep. Apostles to this henchman, <laughs> right? Yeah. We are stumbling over every single word every, today. That's we okay. are so exhausted. We, we got some coffee. Clearly not enough coffee. No. Uh, bartender Nick is napping. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's the kind of day we had. And so we, I threw together coffee based on what I had at home, which was instant espresso and Star Wars flavored creamer. But it's I Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. No, it's Star Wars flavored. That's what I've Star decided. Star Wars flavored. <laughs> Star Wars tastes like Darth Vader. Yeah. Just lick his helmet. <laughs> this is gonna get so dirty so fast. No, I didn't. I meant it is like an ice cream cone. Like it's you still, taste yeah. Vader. Absolutely, yeah. No, he's, it's Star Wars flavored because that's what the package tells me. I'm pretty exactly. sure it's just espresso and chocolate of some sort. Something to that effect. Clearly, is not enough. Not, not enough, enough to keep coffee. us from stumbling over our words. Uh, but uh, so. Teal tries to convince Shackle to come with him, to come fight for the Tari, and, you know, Teal, when the, the Gould are gone, Teal is going to come back and, you know, help free his people, and... He's trying to get him to see the light, or what he considers yep, seeing the light. Yep, but Shackle's just a butt, and it basically tells He's him like, to go no. fuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> um... Another another theme on perspective. This is all about yeah, perspective. Exactly. It's like, look, I'm right. No, I'm right. But I'm right, too. We can all be right. There's not multiple rights. Or but is, is there, there multiple rights? <laughs> so the rest of SG-1 is making bow and arrows by hand. 
Because of course Jack knows how to make an effective bone arrow by yeah, hand. Yeah. Black you could ops. Probably like assemble a gun out of yeah. twigs. I mean, hello, <laughs> he's MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. okay, so, so let's reword this. Jack MacGyver's <laughs> yes. bow and arrow. <laughs> For us. Out of what he has at hand. Yeah. Um, and they go out to test it, and if Freyu follows Jack into the woods and watches him demonstrate his new weapon, he goes, well, you know, this could get the fruit down from the high tree. That's true. And Jack's like, yeah. It we could also kill a person. It can also take people down. Yeah. Um, and they have this really adorable conversation about how, you know, Jack believes in peace, but sometimes you can't always turn the other cheek, and, cheek, and sometimes enemies do force your hand. And if Freyu's like, but you just try, you just have to come to an understanding and talk. Jack's like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, you try that. <laughs> um, and Meanwhile, Dan- I will make weapons. Yes. So Daniel and Radagast are out in the woods, and they have a wisdom <laughs> off. Uh, Daniel <laughs> wants to be friends, and he wants them to share their knowledge, and Radagast is like, you have much to learn. Yeah, you don't have all the knowledge. You don't get this wisdom Just yet. Just because you wear glasses doesn't make you the smartest guy. Exactly. And he, and he says that knowledge takes time. And we learn that he's 432 years old. Yeah, that's when it's like, oh, he is Yoda. Oh, he's, he's a bazillion yeah. years old. Mm-hmm. That's a are, number I Those are just on. young Yodas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Quark tells Jack that he needs to stop corrupting Ifreyu with his crazy notions <laughs> about defending yourself. And we learn the Nox, uh, the Nox are the ones that hide the Fenery. Okay. The, Which the, are our hummingbirds the with hummingbirds teeth. The hummingbirds with teeth. Like, they don't have the powers. It's the knocks that have the invisibility cloaks. That's right. This is where we find that out. It's um, like, oh, wait a minute. You guys are the ones with the cool stuff. And they're the ones that hit the Stargate. And so now Jack, as if he wasn't worried about the knocks already, and was mm-hmm. trying to get to, like, just, we want you to save ourselves. Let us help you. Jack is even more so. Because I was like, as soon as the ghoul know that you guys are the ones with the invisibility, You're invisibility cloaks... You're you're done for. He's they're going to come enslave you. Yeah. They're gonna take you over. You have no hope anymore. Yeah. And the, the ongoing theme is just let us save you from the gold. Yeah. Uh, you are gonna die, and 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 the Nox are like, no, we're not. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> we got this, yo. Yeah. Um. And so, then Radagast tells Daniel that they don't want to bury the gate to stop the gold, because then the gold will know someone buried it. For right now, the ghoul can come to the planet and they don't see anything. That's true. Yeah, it's, they're hiding in plain sight, so to speak. Exactly. Um, so SG-1 discusses the fact that if Puffus le- learns that the Nox with- are the ones with the power, then there'll be even greater danger. And Jack is frustrated about the Nox just don't seem to care. They don't seem to take it seriously. Um, and the Nox won't take them, uh, won't let them take Shackle unless it's his own wish. Uh, and he, which is basically an exact duplicate of everything that was been done. It's a, a repeat of the last ten minutes in miniature yeah. form. They're like, listen, like we said before, nobody's doing anything. Yeah. Not on our watch. Yeah. You don't get to kill that guy, and that guy doesn't get to kill you. So it was kind of like odd writing. So it's like you just repeated everything. That's true. It was a little redundant, but it, I think maybe just trying to drive the point home. I guess. I, don't know. I guess. Yeah. Um, and so then, but Shackle breaks free, and then he kills Lyra, Lyra, Lyra. Lyra. Uh, after Words. taking Tilk down, and Knox he wife. runs free. Yeah. Knox wife. Knox wife. Um, so he basically does exactly what SG-1 was afraid he was going to do. Right. Um, They're like, see, we told you. Now yeah. he's gone. So Carter tends to Tilk. 
Uh, and then we see the Nox are can heal. They're literally their their ability in exactly the Zest G one. They can bring people they back from bring, the dead. Yeah, which isn't fair. I don't like the bringing back people from the dead the idea of anything. But let's go back to well. That. Here's we'll the call, thing we'll in, this, in this episode, we see it later with uh, Nefreu is that everyone just dies in this episode. No one gets hurt. Everyone yeah. just dies because we can bring them back. So they wave when they're healing people. They are able to like waver between invisibility and invisibility and visibility. Like well, it's more like they can't stay invisible when they're healing someone. Well, Isn't that it? Because this is where they're vulnerable. This is what I, I, and that's what I thought it was. But later in the episode, they mention or Quark mentions that when they're healing, they're not able to cloak. Right. So what I'm wondering is if. The entire village is cloaked all the time. Okay. And so what's happening is when they're healing, we're, like, that section is suddenly visible. Yeah. So they, they lose a little bit. They're using their power to heal yeah. as opposed to to cloak. Yeah. So okay. we're what we're seeing is them going from visible to invisible, but the rest of the world doesn't see Jack and the rest of the village. They Got only it. see the, the... The the people that are yeah. going in and out. Okay. Um... And so, of course, Shackle sees this from the trees. Right. Because he left and he circled back and came back to coincidentally perfectly time it to see this. And to look directly at where they were invisible now. <laughs> to take it back to Apophis. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is where Quark mentions that they can't cloak when they're performing the healing ceremony. Um, Entius, for anybody that's <laughs> that wants to know what this guy's actual name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Entius. Is, is it? Okay. <laughs> Antius, it's Quirk. That's okay. okay. We'll stick with Quirk. Okay. Just in okay. case anybody was wondering. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then Teal'c and Jack go to find Shaco. The Freyu follows because he's a kid, and that's what kids do. He is, at this point, he is, um, what's the kid from Walking Dead? Carl. He's Carl from season two. Coral. Get back to the house. <laughs> what are you doing? Get back to the house, Carl. This is he's he's Carl at this point. Get back to the village, Nefreyu. What is the matter with you? Now here's a quick question. Yeah. Um, the the Knox are older. Mm-hmm. They're four hundred ish years old. Well, at least the old guy is. So the How rest old of them. Is this kid? No, is this kid actually a kid? So this is a good question. Questions. Uh, oh, uh, I don't know where this came from. This was, as I was doing research, it was must have been some, like, extended universe stuff okay. about the Nox. It basically said that, like, they age normally until they hit, like, essentially puberty. Got it. And then, like, puberty stops the aging. Or so, at least slows so, the aging down. Man, they're making kids well into their 400s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Or, you know, they have a kid every 100 years or something like hey, this. that works, too. So, um... So, Shackle then just, like, stands in the forest yelling for Apophis. Oh, yeah. Apophis! Come get me! (laughs) And, like, everyone, everyone, like, comes together in the same location is the earlier battle. Right. It's a cool Let's location. come back to the same spot. Yeah, yeah so it's a cool place. So that's after where school going there. Behind the portables. And <laughs> Jack still tries to convince the Nox to save them save themselves, and they still goes, hey, we're fine, because we have to hit this hammer on the head for the 18,000th time this episode. <laughs> because otherwise we have no Let me tell you one more time how mm-hmm. we're far more advanced and you don't seem to get it. Um, Nefreya runs into Apophis. He's a curious kid. And 
Apophis just raises his hand device, which means not good things he's are coming. He's gonna get dead. Yeah, he's gonna get dead. <laughs> and he does he's get dead. He's gonna get died. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally, he is very fortunate to be on a planet and be from race of people that bring people back from the dead all the time. Yeah. He doesn't get to stay dead. Yeah. Um, and Even though is, you were killed to death, yeah, we're gonna bring you back. This is where we get the, I guess, the moral of the story. The moral at the end of the parable is the very young do not do as they are told. Yeah, ch- what is it? Children don't always do as they're told. Yeah, it's what we're told over and over and over, over and over <laughs> and over again. Um, and so they find Efreitu. He's dead. Um, they don't really point that out, but again, everyone dies in this episode. So yep. I'm assuming he's dead. Um, That's what we should have called this, the one where everyone dies. (laughs) The one where everyone dies. And Apophis killed him for the sole purpose of he knew they would bring him back to the village, perform the healing ceremony, and Apophis could pounce. Right. Because they literally have a comment of, does this smell like a trap to you? (laughs) Trap. I'm thinking trap. It's like, (laughs) oh, what was it? In, in, In Firefly in the movie, when Inara calls... And it's a private message to Mal. And they're having, like, this conversation where they're far too calm talking to each other. Yeah. And the rest of the crew's in, like, the in the uh, bridge. And they're, like, just throwing popcorn to the screen, watching this unfold. And he comes back into there and he's like, well, it's a trap. And they're yeah. like, well, maybe she just wants to see you. And no, he goes, trap. did you hear us arguing? Well, no. Then trap. trap. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um... And Jack asks for his weapons back. They want to, but they're like, you have to perform the ceremony. You're going to be vulnerable. Apophis knows about this. Please give us our weapons so we can save you. And their quirk's like, nope, there's not going to be any killing. We're going to heal him. We'll be fine. Um, and Jack's like, I can't sit and watch this slaughter. So we're going to find our old mate back to the Stargate. And you do what you do. We're leaving. But that's a ruse, and that's not what they mean. Yeah, that was great. That's an order. And I love that Daniel falls for it. Yeah. He's like, oh, I got in trouble. And <laughs> did, like, did Daniel and, even know about this no, ruse? He has no idea that any of this is happening. And I have a feeling that Sam fell for it, too, even though she acts like she yeah. didn't. Yeah. Because when Jack goes, did they buy it? And she's like, well, I kind of bought it. <laughs> but she did. She bought it. They both bought it. The only one that was in on this was Tilk. Yeah, yeah. The other two were like, oh, we're in trouble. Well, that's because we're in trouble. Let's go. Jack and Tilk communicated it with their eyes. Eyebrows. Yeah, the eyebrows and gold dust. There was flicker. a silent eyebrow communication between them. <laughs> yeah. Sam and Daniel don't have the eyebrow no, power. Daniel jumped as high as I did when he said, that's an order. <laughs> <laughs> because I jumped also. I said, oh, we're in trouble. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what I they did. They used my I'm middle name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then Jack attaches a trank dart to the arrow because, coincidentally, they missed one trank dart. He MacGyver's a trank dart onto an arrow. Arrow. Let's say let's keep the vocabulary. Here's a good question. <laughs> Trank darts are purposely meant to not be aggressive. They're meant to take to you know take someone down or do something in a non-violent way. He MacGyver the trank dart to be aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was more the question of why they took I'm the trank to replace to the word with. magic with MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> that works. And usually in this episode, that would work. Or in this series. This is in life. I'm going to use this in life. <laughs> he does this because they assume that... So Apophis' shield... He saw earlier that the staff weapon was just thrown through the shield. Right. So there's a little techno babble in here, but essentially, if it's you go slow enough, you can slow get slow enough. It. You can go through because the strength of the shield is proportionate to the energy. That's of... actually one scientific thing I learned. Woo-hoo! I was able to pick up on. <laughs> if you go slow enough, you can get through a shield. Like coincidentally, an arrow, maybe. Yeah. Hey. How maybe? about that? Let's see. 
So they set the trap, and Tilka just picks up a small tree. <laughs> like, that's a <laughs> giant log. Yeah, yeah, this works. Yeah. Does this tree here? <laughs> what, what is it? There's the, this uh, redwood? Yeah, that that's a redwood. <laughs> I found this redwood, guys. I think I can use so it. So wandering through Endor. <laughs> guys, I found an end. <laughs> Every reference we can. What are we missing? Give me a Star Trek reference. I don't have any. Uh, no, I don't know a Star Trek tree reference. No. It's all in space. There's no trees in space. Yeah, there are indoor. Well, that's not, okay, okay, fine. Okay. Uh, so anyways, he has a small tree, and he takes down the first guard, and SG-1 makes quick order of the rest of them and just keeps beating him over the head with things. Um... And then Apophis kind of backs away and runs away because he's Apophis. And he comes face to face with Jack. And Jack has an arrow. And they have a face off. And then suddenly Apophis disappears. Dun, dun, dun. So he's figured out this availability thing? No. it It's to me, it was the Nox hit Apophis. Teal was oh, about to... Teal was said, about... Or not Teal. Jack was about yeah. to take down Apophis. And the teal, Nox are like, no What did violence. we tell you about the killing? What did we just tell you? Didn't we just say this to you? We are taking away all your toys. You are in timeout. Yeah, and it's going to hit him with a newspaper. With a rolled up <laughs> newspaper. Stop it. <laughs> so, I love this long shot because... Jack knows what just happened and he's like, you know, they're going to come after you. You will not be safe. But there's amazing wide shot of just Jack really small in the middle of this huge forest empty and it's this beautiful shot. So they head back to the Stargate and Quirk's there. They said they sent Apophis and and the Jaffa through the Stargate and they sent their weapons back to their destination. Yeah, everybody go home. Hopefully they didn't send, they didn't cross the the streams and send the wrong place to the wrong place. Or switch people's bodies because that's what happens when you cross streams. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or so I've been told. (laughs) So they say they're finally going to bury the gate and he asks and Nefreyu comes to say goodbye because he's the cute little puppy of the show. Yeah, he's like, look, I'm not dead. And he asks why SG-1 cares. And That's true. Tilk has, Tilk says it's because it's it's their way that the strong defend the weak. Mm. This I is like why it. they've been so insistent this entire episode that they have to save the Nox because to them they are the strength and Nox are weak and it they need to protect the Nox because who else is going to protect right. them? Right. And Quirk's like. Well, let me show you something. Yeah. By the way, if you haven't picked up all these signals Remember we've been sending Remember how you, I keep telling you to go away and that we've got this? And yeah. there is suddenly a floating city in the clouds. A cloud city, if what? you will. That somehow I don't think Londo Carizny is living in. <laughs> no, I don't think he's there either. I, think I don't full think of Londo these... and the Knox would go along very well. <laughs> no, that wouldn't work out. Um, and repeat again that your way isn't the only way. Which is sort of, I think that combined with the very young do not do always do as they're told, which Jack then repeats again, is the two morals of the story. Yeah, learn to see other perspectives, mm-hmm. and you don't. You're not old enough to know all the things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so much message in this episode. Yeah, there was, but it's 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 a nice one, and it's not it's not too deep. It's pretty much at the surface. Yeah, no one's dead forever, which is nice. It's, but well, it's this, science fiction. It's, you know, I like that no one dies forever because it's a little bit lighter. We had a, a, a weird one last time. Yeah. You know, right before this is that crazy, heavy Jack episode. Yeah. So we needed someone where people die and come back. And well, this is, I like this episode. This has always been one of my favorite episodes of the first season. Okay. Because it has this really, 
I'm caught in the middle the same way because I'm a pacifist at heart, but I understand that, like, sometimes shit has to go down because sometimes shit has to go down. Right. And so that's why I like this episode because I love the, the, the debate between back and forth between... I wish there was an entire episode of an actual conversation between the Knox and Jack discussing these two halves. Yeah. It was it was really... It was, it was great. Um, I like I that we have Apophis back. It's nice to see him every now and then, just so that Daniel remembers he has a wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm a pacifist. Yeah. But I like seeing other perspectives. Yeah. I wouldn't be a communications major if I wasn't into that. So oh, I like this idea. I would be a flower hippie child. <laughs> if I lived in the six. If I was of age in the 60s, I would be in San Francisco. <laughs> I like the idea. Well, I'd be into San Francisco because San Francisco. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's my favorite place in the you world. Say, you've known me long enough. You know exactly <laughs> that I would I would be a hippie. Yeah. So I, I think I'd be, I don't know, I'd be hanging out with the Beats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I I'd, think be, I'd be hanging out with the Beats. And again, we'd still cross-pollinate. We could smoke pot together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, but yeah, this is this is a great episode to come back to. This is definitely, I mean, if we're going over to the episode ranking now, um, this, to me, I'm going to have to say this cuts up to my number two. This is a good one. I, I don't, um, I don't know that it doesn't cut to number two for me. Um, Maybe it's number three for me. Number three, so it'd be after Cold Lazarus for you? Yeah, because st- Cold Lazarus is heavy and there's yeah, a lot Cold going Laz- on, but man, I, I, I like it. Um, so yeah, this I think episode, it goes up there. I this, think it's- this episode is my level of serious feels. Like, I like Cold Lazarus, but I like I like my, my feels in an episode more like this where it's a little, like, there's a roller coaster. Yeah, feels. there's a bit of a message, but it's lighthearted at the end. It's lighthearted. I, I guess it's the parable style. Okay, yeah, Aesop's Fables. It's an Aesop's Fable. <laughs> Weren't those really dark? No, those are grim. No, those, you're, yeah, you're, you're thinking, thinking grim. grim. Aesop's Fables, where the, I, I always uh, relate them to Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoons. Well, <laughs> I, is that not how everybody learned those? I love A, I love Rocky and Bullwinkle, <laughs> and I loved them as a child, and they were one of the cartoons we watched the most. And B, I love Rocky and Bullwinkle even more now when I go back going, wow, there's a lot of stuff in this that I didn't get. No, there's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's not actually for kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's, yeah. yeah, that's where I remember my Aesop's Fables, and I guess this could fall under those. Uh, this might, um, this might come into number three, but... You know, I, I feel like maybe uh, I, I rushed to move the enemy within a little too far down on the list. So maybe I go Children of the Gods, the enemy within, Cold Lazarus, and then the Knox. Okay, so this would be number four then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And we knock First Commandment off the list? Um, I guess we do, yeah, because Broken Divide comes into five. Okay. Um, actually, this is where I wanted to do this. I wanted to put... First Commandment and the Broken Divide in a tie. Okay, gotcha. Because they're not the same, but I like them equally. See, my Cold Lazarus Emancipation are knocked off the list now. Oh. My tie's gone. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, my tie's gone. Yeah, poor Emancipation. You're gone. I, I really hope we do I another... I hold on to it as much as I could. <laughs> I really hope we do another uh, Sam-centric episode, because I do want to see another one. I'm not saying anything. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Emancipation wasn't it, and neither was First Commandment. I, yeah. I want something else for her. I'm not... Yeah. I haven't decided... I, I'm, I don't agree that those are all there is to her. Um, but, yeah, this one was cool. I like that people came back for the sake of the feeling that mm-hmm. he gave the, the episode, but I'm not a fan of people dying and coming back. Yeah, see, and I, 
I've just kind of, I've watched so much science fiction, it's become a trope to me. And yeah. it's because, you know, I do, I get that you lose the impact of when someone actually dies. I need closure. But, <laughs> tr- you know, won't say who. Hmm. Um, there are characters that we will meet along the way in this series that will die, like actual, with a capital okay. D die. Okay. And I think this show is really good at, you know when this is real or not. Okay. Okay, fine. Yeah. I'll take that. You know when this is real or not. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, this one was lighter. You know, it was fun to look at. It was definitely mm-hmm. fun to look at. Other than, you know, I know I, we quipped the whole time during the episode that we were on the lost island um, and that everyone was dead to begin with and why are we even <laughs> bothering. But it was really cool. It was fun to watch, uh, fun to look at. Uh, there was a cool little message there. Um, and I like this idea of different perspectives. It's, uh, it's If there have been to 19 planets, this would be the 17th planet that looks like um, Vancouver area, British Columbia. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, there's only so much you can do. I mean, to be fair, if I'm going to any planet, I would want to go to a planet that looked like British Columbia. Hmm. I want to go to Endor. Well, again, <laughs> Endor essentially looks like British Columbia. Endor is Northern California, but sure. Well, okay. The whole sort of yeah. North, North Pacific West. coast. Yeah. We'll just count that. I'll then. take it. Okay. I'll take it. That Alrighty. is home for me, so I'll take it. So next week, we're looking at Brief Candle. Um, dun, dun, dun. Which I think you're going to find. I think it'll be interesting to see your views on this episode. Okay. Oh. Because there is a star. There's a Star Trek Next Gen episode that this is very similar to. Okay. Um, which is one of the most beloved Next Gen episodes. Huh. And I it's always so nice coming into these things without that kind of background. Because I get to with, come in with oh, fresh with that, eyes. Yeah, without, I have without no Star Trek knowledge. Mm-hmm. So this so, is this will be cool. Well, well, even if you did, I wouldn't tell you which Star Trek episode it is. <laughs> yeah. Because if you knew that episode, it'd give away the plot of I the next like episode. I feel like a lot rests on my shoulders. <laughs> okay. So anyways, uh, it is... Yeah, we're going to like a brief candle next week. And uh, yeah. I think we're happy. Yep. Thanks for listening again. Uh, if you want to find us, we're at Tara Podcast on Twitter. Uh, and we are there's no place like Tara if you want to email us so it's no place like Tara at gmail.com and then we're on Facebook if you search there's no place like Tara yeah so like us on Facebook uh, tweet us or email us join in the conversation uh, we are recording essentially we're, we're running these live every week so we well, not actually have, live. Yeah, live-ish. Live-ish. Uh, it's, yeah, they're, we're pretty much up to date. So if you have any questions about the upcoming episode that you want us to address, that would be definitely a good place to tell us. Yep. Uh, email us and, uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts of Brief Candle. Did you like this? Do you like this episode? Do you not? And Let's... if you have any ideas on how I can put together a Knox costume, that would be awesome, too. <laughs> well, you go to Michael's and you get all the discount rejected <laughs> potpourri strands. Yes, definitely. Lots of right. canvas clothing. Bye. Bye. Bye.